We're always so focused on our physical appearance, while our spiritual appearance suffers to be presentable to God. Refresh. Good Monday morning, guys. It's your boy, The Muffin Man, coming back at you with another episode of Refresh Podcast. Now, I know last episode I said that there would not be an episode today, but check this out. So um, God definitely just built this message on my heart. Um, It's like 3, almost 4 a.m. And, um, you know, there was just some some weaknesses going on in my life, some um, destruction going on. And so uh, God used those moments um, to construct this message for you guys. And um, so today we're going to be talking about operating in God's power. And our foundational scripture we're going to be reading out of today is Zechariah 4.6. And Zechariah 4.6 says, it's not by power, um, excuse me, it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. And, you know, so often we try to operate in our own power. But, you know, that just doesn't really get us anywhere, does it? You know, it, it reminds me a lot. Uh, we go to the gym. Um, how many of you guys, you, you signed up for, you know, Planet Fitness or Powerhouse, you know, like all these different gym memberships, uh, Body Elite, if that still even exists. Um, that just kind of shows how throwback I am. But, um, you know, we, we buy these gym memberships and we don't even use them. It's more just like, um, it's kind of like a um, like a donation. And I'm guilty. I have a gym membership and I, w- I was so active and strong in the gym and I just kind of fell off. But, you know, we go to the gym to shed a few pounds, develop muscle. But so often we're, we're focused on our physical appearance while our spiritual appearance suffers to be presentable to God. Have you ever tried to carry something heavy by yourself? I mean, it's, it's incredibly difficult. You see those boxes that says, you know, recommended to people are uh, two people required to carry. You know, um, sometimes things are light, but let's be real. If you're ever moving anything like a heavy piece of furniture or a washing machine or anything that can be difficult, whether you're carrying it upstairs or you're carrying it, you know, just somewhere in general, um, there's things out there in this world that are just so heavy that you cannot carry it by yourself. It reminds me of this time specifically. I was helping someone move out and we were moving tons of different things and we were carrying this furniture, you know, some some beds and mattresses and and some couches and, you know, me and this other guy and, you know, his neighbor wasn't home and um, I was struggling from the beginning. So, you know, one of my strong suits is not carrying furniture or, you know, I I also struggle with, you know, following directions if I'm helping someone with something. So um, I was doing my absolute best to kind of listen to the game plan of the guy that I was helping. And um, so we were carrying furniture downstairs and I was struggling from the very beginning. You know, I was trying my absolute best to um, get a grip on things and to help him out because, you know, they needed some help. And I was available, so I was helping as, to my best ability. But eventually, it came to a place to where, you know, the neighbor had to take my spot because I just could not get the hang of it. You know, guys, 
so often we do the same thing. We try to handle things that we're not prepared to handle. It reminds me of, you know, uh, one of my mentors in my life, his name is Lee Weatherly. And um, the funny thing about Lee, I've probably mentioned him in a previous podcast or so, but um, I can go months without hearing from Lee Weatherly. And um, the moment that I'm struggling, the moment I'm getting my butt kicked by the enemy, and um, I'm just down and out, you know, that's usually the time I'll hear from him. In fact, I'm recording this podcast today. Um, talking about him. I'm sure he's probably going to text me later today saying, hey, man, how you holding up? <laughs> it's just how Lee rolls. So, you know, one time he said to me, he said, hey, man, how you holding up? And I said, man, I said, I'm, I'm weak, man. Like, I'm, I'm getting my butt kicked. And this is like months ago, maybe even years ago. And he says, well, you know, what scriptures are you using to get through this? Um, have you been reading your Bible? You know, have you been praying or worshiping? And I was like, no, not really. And he says, well, how can you fight a war without weapons? And um, I was like, wow, that's incredibly profound. You know, like that's good stuff. And guys, the answer is you can't. If you go to war empty handed and you're equipped with nothing, then you may as well stand, stay home, you know, because you're not going to be much, much usage. You're not going to be very effective. All you're going to do is you're going to get in the way. And if you're not willing to be sore, you won't ever get swole. Uh, that's just a very given, you know. Um, so many people fear being sore. So many people don't like being sore. So many people, when things handed to them, they don't want to work hard for these things, right? And it reminds me whenever I first started working out. So originally I had bought a gym membership to... Um, Planet Fitness, um, probably about two years this upcoming year, and um, maybe even three. Um, I'm not sure, but um, originally I got it. You know, there's this girl I was dating, and she was insecure about her body. So, you know, we, we got some gym memberships to go and work out. And um, I remember just really wanting to get serious in the gym. You know, I was teased all my life for my body and, you know, being a little chubby man with, you know, undeveloped pectoral muscles, you know, you get teased a lot. And so I was like, man, I'm gonna give me some strength. Like I'm gonna go in the gym and start working out and stuff. And it just so happened around the time I was wanting to get serious. Um, one of my friends that was a Marine was actually leaving the Marine Corps to transition back to civilian life. And it was really perfect timing. So I said, okay, cool, man. Um, I asked him, I said, hey, would you be willing to show me a few things in the gym? Would you be willing to help me out in the gym? Because, you know, whenever it came to the gym, I just wasn't very knowledgeable about it. There wasn't a lot of workouts that I knew. You know, I knew I liked to bench press. I knew I liked the treadmill. But the gym's a lot bigger than just treadmill and bench pressing. And so um, I had Rodney starting to show me a few things. And um Ronnie, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry I gave your identity away. <laughs> I was trying not to. But anyways, now you guys know. Um, so Ronnie and I were training and, um, you know, it got to where, you know, he was just training me intensely, but he was still holding back because I couldn't handle the full intensity of the workouts. But, you know, Ronnie, I'll never forget the first time me and Ronnie trained on leg day, um, he had worked me so hard that my legs hated me for like a week and a half. And um, I remember like walking and I had that feeling like you ever went to the park and you're on the swing set and like you swing for about 10 to 15 minutes solid. And then you try to walk after and your legs have like this, this noodle sensation 
It's like no matter how fast you walk, no matter how fast you move, it's just not enough, right? Uh, well, that's kind of how my legs felt. Like it, it was hard to walk. Like I had to climb stairs and that was gnarly. Um, and even when I go to the bathroom and I try to sit like on the toilet and stuff, uh, like my legs would just hate me, right? Um, you know, and, and a lot of us are afraid of that feeling. A lot of us don't like the feeling of being sore. A lot of us don't like the feeling of not being in control. But the truth of the matter is that if you're not willing to be sore, then you won't ever get swole. You won't ever get gains. You won't ever get, um, you know, the muscle. But look, check this out. The kingdom works the same way, guys. See, um, the king, the kingdom is the same way that if you're not willing to be stretched, if you're not willing to be uncomfortable, if you're not willing to, you know, be cursed out and, and to be called the devil, because, you know, that's true story, man, that, that happened to me and some friends of mine over the weekend, you know, we were ministering to this guy and, um, you know, we eventually, you know, must've got to a place of conviction cause he got up and walked away and he was, he was cursing us out and he was calling us the devil and stuff, you know, but you know, truth of the matter is, is like they, they did that to Jesus too. That when he was performing miracles and whenever he was, you know, casting out demons, that the Sanhedrin was, you know, calling him the devil, you know, calling him the demon, you know, the prince of demons. And Jesus said, you know, can a house divided against itself even stand? You know, like that doesn't make sense. Why would Satan, you know, cast himself out if he's winning? And the kingdom works the same way, guys. Like we got to be willing to be uncomfortable, to get to the place to where God wants us to be. A lot of us see these pastors on stage and we see these worship leaders on stage and and we want their anointing and we want their fire because, you know, we just see God doing incredible things and and they're blessed, but we don't see like the difficulties that got them there. We don't see the, the struggles. We don't see the, the mountain experience, but, you know, we shouldn't strive to be like, those people, because God has a very personalized calling and anointing for our lives. I was making incredible progress um, for the kingdom recently. Um, you know, like within the last month or so, like I was in the best shape of my life spiritually in a long time. I was making incredible progress. You know, I was saying no to sin and, and I was ignoring temptation. And I was seeing I've had a game like a, like a grandmaster does in chess. Um, but, you know, if I was being completely, completely real with you, Guys, um, you know, lately I've been neglecting my time with Holy Spirit. Um, within this last week, you know, I, I neglected my studies a lot. And, you know, the time that I can use to spend time in God's presence and time to study, um, you know, I found myself using that time to play video games and to watch movies and and to fall asleep late and, and to wake up and be like, oh, man, I passed out, you know. Instead of disciplining time to spend with the Father and, and to seek His face, and, you know, because of that, that neglecting time with Holy Spirit, it brought a result of, of vulnerability to my life. You know, it, it it was like I was going to war without my breastplate of righteousness or without my, you know, shield of faith or without my helmet of salvation. You know, if you go to war without one piece of armor, you're not complete. You're incomplete. And, you know, you're going to have a weakness. The enemy's going to go for your head if you're not wearing your helmet. He's going to go for your loins if you're not wearing your belt. He's going to go for your right hand if you don't have your shield. He's going to go for your left hand if you don't have your sword. Like, he's going to go for your body, for your torso if you don't have your breastplate. So, guys, we got to make sure absolutely that our armor is complete. We have a war to fight. And we cannot afford to show up empty-handed without progress, without practice. It reminds me of a story that Pastor tells has told us. 
And um, it's about his dad. Whenever his dad was alive, you know, his dad was a pastor too. And um, he was preparing for one of their church services. He was building his sermon. And um, so while he's building his sermon, his wife comes in and he says, she says, she's like, you, you're not spending time with me, right? You're neglecting me. Like, you know, come spend time with me, you know, come hang out with the kids. And then he's like, nah, like I have to build my sermon, you know, like I'm building my message for church. And then like, oh, come on, you know, like it kept going on and on. So he said, you know what? All right, cool. I'm going to go and spend time with you. And, you know, he's like, God's going to give me a word to speak. So, you know, Sunday comes around and God still has not given him a word to speak. And, you know, he gets to the pulpits and, you know, um, you know, service has been moving at this time. Worship's been phenomenal and, you know, the spirit's stirring and, you know, pastor's dad gets up there to speak and God still hadn't given him a word to speak. And um, service got started. He opened in prayer and, you know, the only thing he had was this analogy about a frog. So he told his analogy about the frog and then God had given him anything. So he closed in prayer. And, you know, he was like, God, what, what, why you left me hanging? You know, like, I thought you were going to give me something. And then God said, you know, don't ever take this pulpit again without being prepared, you know, and, and, and that's something that we can all learn from is, you know, we should never neglect. We should never come to a place where we're not preparing and expecting God to make up in our absence of preparation, to make up in our absence of, you know, um, there's nobody to blame when you fall short but yourself because you didn't spend enough time with God. You didn't spend any time in the Word. You didn't spend any time in worship. And, and you wonder why you fall short. It's because the little shortcuts that you're taking that are leading to that place. And um, I was just reading something in my prayer journal earlier before I heard this podcast. It was um, from a study that we did called Manna. Highly recommend it. It's by uh, Stephen Farrer, I want to say. The, the author's name is. Highly recommend reading it, guys. Um, it is super rad. But um, there was one thing he was talking about. It was talking about the little sins. And it was talking about the reason that man loses in his life is because of the little sins that he doesn't want to face. The little realities, you know, um, so often, you know, we get in a place of denial where we don't want to face the facts. We don't want to face reality. You know, we want to live in these fantasy made worlds because everything always goes right in those fantasy made worlds and our perfect little mindsets and our perfect little scenarios that we get afraid of something that's going to set us off course. And guys, you know, but, you know, this scripture that we're reading today is it, God is saying it's not by might, it's not by power. You can try as hard as you want. It's by my spirit. It's by my spirit, you know, and that's the biggest lie that we've sold out to. That is the biggest lie that we believe in this world right now, even in, in the church right now, is if I try harder, things are going to be easier. If I try harder, I'm going to win next time. If I try harder, let me tell you something. If you could try harder, then God would have not sent his son to die on the cross so that you can have everlasting life. We believe this lie that if I try harder and I work harder and I do good deeds and I'm a good person, I'm going to get to heaven but that is not true. Jesus said that I am the way, the truth, and the life. In John 15, 26, Jesus is talking to his disciples. At this point, this is towards the end of Passover, and he's preparing them for the crucifixion of himself. And he says this in verse 26, he says, But the Helper, Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, 
He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. See, Holy Spirit is coming to teach us. Holy Spirit is with us to teach us because Jesus understood that even the people that spent the most time with him, even this disciples that spent the most time with him, his, I want you to realize this. I want you to get this through your head that the disciples spent a close proximity with Jesus. They spent the most personal time with Jesus and they still did not get it. They still did not get the full grasp of what he was trying to tell them that it, it, it constantly comes up during their time together, during their journey together, during their mission together, that Jesus is talking to them. And there's times where they just don't understand. And Jesus is about to leave them. He's not going to be with them to answer their silly little questions as he's already answered again. So he says, look, guys, there's a helper that's coming in my absence. That whenever I come back to heaven, that Holy Spirit is going to take my place here until I come back for you. He will teach you all things and he will remind you of everything that I've said to you. Guys, this tells me that we do not know everything. I know. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you are not a know-it-all. You don't have the answer to every question. You're not always going to pass the test. Sometimes you're going to fail. And when you fail the test, it is the teacher's job to show you where you went wrong. Whenever we got our test back in school, a lot of people didn't like seeing the red marks. There was a lot of eye rolling, a lot of lip smacking, a lot of, you know, oh, man, it's the teacher. She's out to get me. I know. I used that excuse plenty of times to get out of, you know, not being accountable for my lack of preparation, my lack of study. But, guys, we cannot allow this to happen in the kingdom of God. We cannot push the blame on the teacher. We cannot say, God, if you don't only help me here. No, it's time that we start taking accountability for our actions. And it's time we start being reliable and being accountable for our lack of preparation and our lack of study. Guys, it's time that we start being teachable. It's time that we start being coachable. It's time that we start being reminded and that we allow Holy Spirit to do his job. He's here to teach us. He's not here to take the blame. He's not here to take the rap. He's here to teach you and remind you of everything that Jesus said. That in those moments where it looks like everything's going to come crashing in, that he's going to say, hey, remember, Jesus said he that he is here, that he will never leave you, he will never forsake you. Hey, remember, Jesus said with the faith of a mustard seed that you can move mountains. Hey, remember that Jesus said this, that if you obey all my commandments, you know, you're going to... You're going to inherit the kingdom that every time that you're in a bind, every time you're in a pickle, if you are infused with the Holy Spirit and you've surrendered your life to be teachable and be coachable and be reminded by Holy Spirit, then you're in good condition, my friend, that you're not going to always pass the test. But if you're able to be teachable and coachable and be reminded by the teacher, then you're going to pass your next test. No doubt. No doubt at all. So, guys, this is what I want to say to you um, before we close out. In 1 Corinthians, Paul talks about in our weaknesses, God is made strong. And I want you to know that it is in my weakness that God brought me to a place of study, which brought you this message. You know, when my phone battery is low, it brings it to a place of charging. When my hunger, in my state of hunger, it brings me to a place of food. So, in my weaknesses, 
they bring me to a place of study. In my weaknesses, they bring me to a place of God's presence. Now, in our strength, we need to be in God's presence as well because that is that workout routine that keeps us conditioned, that keeps us solid and strong. It's in those moments that we start skipping out. It's in those moments that we start skipping out of the gym, that we start making excuses that we get weak. So guys, we have to remember that in our weaknesses, though, God is made strong. It's in our weaknesses that we tend to ask for help the most, right? Because we are exhausted all of our resources. My friend, I believe that you needed this message today. Have you been operating in your own power? It's time to switch to solar power, my friend. It's time to switch to power with the sun, the only begotten sun, our big brother, our king, our prince of peace, the Messiah, the one whose birthday is coming up in a few weeks. So happy birthday, my brother. And that is Jesus. Guys, it's time to step into holiness. It's time to step into power. And most importantly, it's time to step into my spirit, says the Lord. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for this message today that you've constructed for our lives. God, I pray that we can use this word and that we can take it and apply it to our lives, Father, that we can adopt the principles that we've talked about today, Lord. Father, that we can come to a place to say, you know what? I can't do it in my own might. I can't do it in my own power because I'm an exhaustible resource. But God, you say that you are limitless. Your word says that you have all power and that all things are in you and you are in all things. So God, I pray that we would operate in your power today, that we would operate in the power of Holy Spirit today. Holy Spirit, I invite you to be our chief teacher today. I pray that you would teach us everything that we need to be taught, that you would remind us of everything that Jesus has spoken. Father, I pray that you would help us to humble ourselves, to be teachable, to be coachable, and to be reminded, God, in every aspect of our lives. God, I pray that we would stop relying on our own power because in our own power is where we grow weak. But God, when we trust in you, when we operate in the power of Holy Spirit, that's where we find our strength. Father, that's where you are glorified, and that's where we're fully fulfilled and that we step into the anointing and the power that you have set aside for us. God, I pray for every listener that is listening here today. Father, I pray that you would help them in their lives, God. Help them in their places of difficulty, Father, that you would shine a light in their darknesses, that you would show them that if they would just sell out and sell into your power, God, that you can do things imaginable, immeasurable, and unconditional. God, I love you so much. Father, I thank you for who you are. I thank you for what you do. And we give you the absolute highest praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Refresh Podcast. This has been such an amazing time, such an amazing message. And I am, am truly grateful, 1000%, you know, that God has built this message through me. Like, I am so encouraged and so ministered to. And I, and I pray that you are as well. So with that being said and done, guys, thank you so much once again. This has been your boy, The Muffin Man, with another episode of Refresh Podcast, where Christ goes before us so we can bring you another refreshing word. Hope you guys have an absolute Merry Christmas. Happy birthday, Big Brother Jesus. And I will see you guys again next week. Love you guys. <laughs>